Greetings and salutations, loyal viewers of this channel. My name is Sean. I am back from my stint in West Palm Beach. A lot of you didn't even know I was gone, except for those of you who saw me at the event that I happened to be at. And today we're going to talk about a situation that has emerged in San Francisco that sounds on its surface pretty cool. But in reality, in actuality, we have to be adults about it. So I'm going to be the buzzkill in today's video. But before we get into that, I want to Thank everybody who signed up over on actualjusticewarrior.com slash join. Give me the money. Give you give me the money. Okay. And thank you to my podcast listeners on Apple, Spotify, and Google's podcasting platform. Tonight, one man's way of trying to build a better Bay Area, although not one that police would recommend. Last year, San Francisco, uh, there were more than 20,000 reported thefts from vehicles. So as you heard from the jump, car break-ins in San Francisco are the norm. There are areas where tourists end up parking their rental cars, their windows get smashed, their property gets taken. And it's so common, it happens so often, that now somebody in San Francisco a business owner and of course a resident of the area has decided to take action on his own due to the fact that the police aren't really doing anything about this now this is a problem that dates back well before the current district attorney back to the previous district attorney and it's also based on several reforms that were passed statewide in california that go soft on offenders add on top of that the lax enforcement from the very left-wing government of san francisco and you have the perfect circumstance for tensions to reach a boiling point and for people to start acting outside of the law in order to respond to the system falling apart. So let's make this 100% clear. The reaction that you're going to see is due to the bad policy that has been established in the city of San Francisco. And the San Francisco resident you're about to meet says he's hoping to help his neighborhood. At first, he was yelling at thieves who were breaking into cars. Now he's walking around the area hoping to scare them off. So first of all, for all you gents out there, yes, that is an attractive newscaster. I don't want to say it, but you guys out there in the audience would leave it in the comments if I didn't say it, so it's out there in the public. But more importantly than that, or less importantly, depending on how you feel about this story, we're talking about a business owner who used to try to yell at people breaking into cars. That really didn't work out, and now he's taken the next step, escalation a la the end of Batman Begins, and he's essentially essentially taken on the role as a vigilante trying to scare off car thieves by himself doing something that is actually quite criminal in the city of San Francisco. He's lived in San Francisco for over 20 years and lately, instead of going by his legal name, people call him... I'm called Boots. Now the next thing that I have to point out is the name Boots, not on board with it. You need a better nickname. Now, Phoenix Jones was a thing in Seattle. Obviously, things didn't work out too well for him being arrested, but at least he had an interesting name in this situation the guy's just called boots which makes me think of puts and boots and by the way that movie sequel that came out recently is supposedly really good it seems like that's a thing that i'm supposed to tell you because that's like an internet meme now but yeah, this is a guy dressing like this, going out at night in order to deter criminality. Now, what you would normally do if you had a data-driven police force is if you had hot spots for car break-ins, you would have the police do this. They would go out, be in those areas if they hear glass break, or hopefully their presence prevents people from getting their cars broken into. But this is what a business owner is doing in San Francisco. Working from outside rather than inside covering his face with a ski mask to protect his identity boots walks around his neighborhood fisherman's wharf looking like this and 
with a non-lethal weapon on his waist that looks like a gun. His goal is to scare off thieves from breaking into cars. So as you can see, Boots, which really I don't want to call him that, I'm probably going to title this something like San Francisco resident goes full Batman, even though this is clearly a 10% of Batman on car thieves. But the thing is, you understand why he's getting into trouble already, just based on the fact that he's carrying around a non-lethal weapon that looks like a firearm. Pro tip for all of you out there, if you are dressed like this and you're carrying something that looks like a gun, you can bet your bottom dollar you will likely be shot by the police or shot by a criminal with a real gun when you try to intervene eventually. This is not a great plan. I'm sorry. I love the spirit. I understand what's going on behind it. But this just doesn't work for me. And I can't endorse it in good faith because I think this business owner is going to be clearly on the verge of being arrested yet again, but also could potentially get killed or seriously injured. The criminals are getting to know us. I wouldn't call it an organized anything. It's just concerned citizens. Every day is a small victory. You know, uh, you chase them off from one corner. For years, he's captured videos of car breakings, and now he says frustration led him to take matters into his own hands. He says he's doing it to help the area where he lives and owns a business. The tourists aren't going to come here. The business of some people that, you know, have lived here and uh, been here for their entire lives. And it's not fair. I get it. I agree with him. I talk about this all the time. I talk about San Francisco specifically all the time. And what he's saying is backed up by the facts. You guys remember that story of the hotel surrendering their property to the bank. We covered it on this channel and how that was a mark of disaster for the city of San Francisco. Well, it turns out that San Francisco is one of just two cities that have not seen their hotels go up post the pandemic, post the reopening. And the reason why it's due to this criminality. And he has a business. His business is being affected. Even if they're not destroying, stealing, or vandalizing his own business, the fact of the matter is nobody's going to want to come and shop there if when they go there, their car is going to be broken into and that's going to cost them hundreds of dollars to fix it, not to mention any of the possible property that they might lose in this. According to SFPD's incident data, on average, there are 67 thefts from vehicles every day in San Francisco. This is the consequence, by the way, of this not prosecute anybody, defund the police, do the social workers, deploy them in the streets kind of attitude. You end up in a situation where people are repeatedly victimized, businesses, livelihoods, all of that is under threat. And guess what? People snap. People decide to take drastic action. And what we're seeing right here is this guy doing just that. And I hope this gets attention. I hope the attention ends up driving change. But one of the things that we know is going to happen is that this guy is going to be arrested. And eventually, he's going to be the person seriously charged with the crime. Because obviously, you don't go after the criminals. Obviously, you don't send the police to the crime hotspots because that would be racist, sexist, whatever you want to insert. What you do is you go after the people reacting to the criminals. And this is a guy who's been trying to fight back in the normal ways, captured on video and all that. And it's all to no avail. Outside of this brunch spot, employees see car breakings on a daily basis. They just leave all their stuff in there and then boom, shock, lock up. Less than five seconds, they grab your stuff and they're gone. Many who work here share a common sense of helplessness. I'm frustrated too and you can't do anything. So first of all, this guy said boom, shock, lock up. We all need to acknowledge that he did in fact say that. That is what was said by him. But the words around Boom Shakalaka were also important to listen to. He runs a brunch spot. People park, they come in for brunch, usually on Sundays. Usually it's meant to be a good time at had by all, possibly a bottomless brunch. I have not fact-checked that. 
and their cars get broken into. And again, if you're running a restaurant that's based on good times, if people are coming for brunch, maybe they're taking their mother out, whatever, how long do you think that is going to be able to go on before it affects business? How long do you think that is going to go on before these people are under stress? Are we not supposed to care about the employees in the brunch spot? Are we supposed to pretend that the addicts and repeat offenders and criminals that are doing this are the real victims? Or are we going to look at the people that they're victimizing and all the downstream negative consequences? I had a cousin who visited San Francisco. When he went to the rental car place, they told him, you're going to get your window broken into. You might as well buy the insurance because this is going to happen. And you can bet your bottom dollar that that is exactly what happened to my cousin. It is so common. Everybody's warning it. I'm always in the camp of not buying the insurance because, you know, credit cards typically cover it if you use a credit card in order to do so. But in San Francisco, I would buy the extra insurance because you know it's going to happen. Apparently, they target rental cars even more, but any car parked in the street at any given time is subject to this. As they said, 67 break-ins a day, and this is just the consequence of not prosecuting these people. I guarantee you that the same number of people, whether it be 100, 200, 400, are being arrested over and over and over again for these crimes. They're being turned out back onto the streets. They're maybe drug addicted. Maybe they have some other issues, but they should be removed from society, at least temporarily, awaiting trial and prosecuted seriously because not doing so has led us to this point and it's affecting everyone and again there's one vigilante at the heart of this story that's using a non-lethal weapon what happens when somebody's on the verge of a criminal induced bankruptcy or they had their car broken into 12 different times and they decide you know what they're going to bring a lethal weapon they're going to sit and wait for the criminal to come because the police for damn sure aren't we're setting ourselves up for disaster with these policies everywhere that they are and san francisco has a lot of problems but this is some of the basic things that you can do in order to establish some law and order in your city and they're just not doing it london breed give her credit she was actually proposing getting these addicts forcibly off the street very uncharacteristic of somebody in san francisco politics but that just goes to show you how far it's gotten that even the progressives can't ignore this devastating economic data and can't ignore their constituents who did not feel like they signed up for this i talk about this all the time about how a lot of people voted for criminal justice reform because they wanted to go soft on marijuana users they had this misperception that a huge portion of our prison population were people arrested for simple possession and they were locked up for years and years and years and we were just so cruel they did not sign up for this they did not sign up for the reclassification of serious crimes as no bail we just release you slap on the wrist kind of issues and by the way this is one of the reasons why i hate the term violent crime and non-violent crime because this is not necessarily a violent crime nobody's getting punched in the face but it's having devastating economic impacts as it is allowed to go on which goes to show you maybe we should focus more on lowering the consequences for victimless crimes not for crimes that are just deemed to be non-violent. Yesterday, while Boots was walking in the area, SFPD arrested him for brandishing an imitation firearm, which is a misdemeanor. So, of course, he was arrested. I alluded to this earlier, but what's interesting is that possessing an imitation firearm is a misdemeanor, and the guy's wearing all black and a ski mask. He's dressed like a robber, and this is just another obvious indication, by the way, of the lawlessness in San Francisco, because if you have a gun or something that looks like a gun, and you're wearing a ski mask and a hood, we all know this guy's intent 
Typically, that intent is to commit an armed robbery, or at least put people under the perception that they're about to be victimized by an armed robber. And that, of course, has been relegated to a misdemeanor in the city of San Francisco, which, again, just goes to show you where we're at in terms of policy. So the guy was released. He's out doing it again. He's become basically a criminal based on the fact that San Francisco refuses to do anything about the criminals. And eventually, this is going to escalate where this person's going to get hurt, this person's potentially going to get killed, or somebody else is going to see this, think it's a good idea, and start confronting these people and start shooting them. Again, the irony of the defund the police movement is that it was meant to stop the nationwide nine unarmed black people that are killed by the police in a given year. By the way, half of them are driving the car at the police. Half of them are going for the police's firearm. So we're probably talking about two or three unarmed black people killed by the police each and every year in the whole country. And this is going to lead and has already led to additional deaths, additional chaos, additional problems, people being driven into poverty by the crime that is being allowed to fester. And it's just not worth it. It's not a good policy from anybody's perspective, unless you're an insane lefty who thinks, oh man, it's just property, bro. Those those are just cars. Some people are so poor, they can't even afford to have their car broken into. Let's just look away, not talk about it, pretend it's not happening as we continually lessen the consequences for these criminals. We don't recommend anyone doing that. We understand everyone's frustration. Officers are frustrated in taking the number of police reports regarding auto burglaries occurring throughout the city. However, there is a system in place to do that. I agree with about 85% of what that guy said. I'm sure the police are frustrated. I'm sure they're sick of taking these reports. I'm sure they're sick of whenever they do make an arrest in an auto break-in, that person being churned out onto the street immediately only to commit the same crime. But what I don't agree with was that last part that he put forward. However, there is a system in place to do that. That is just wrong. It is incorrect. There is no system in place. The reason why we have a vigilante is because all of the legitimate means in terms of law enforcement have been stripped away. Since Hammer Robbie's code, theft has been illegal. It's in the damn Ten Commandments, but right here in the city of San Francisco, it is gone, and obviously people aren't going to take that on the chin forever. So I understand that he doesn't want people doing that, but it's a, just a lie that there's a system in place. It's gone. They removed it. They released these people over and over again. 67 break-ins a day, 20,000 a year. There is no system. SFPD says they're short-staffed, but to Boots, even though he was arrested, he viewed this as another victory. While the police were there, there was nobody getting their car broken into for that half hour. There's no way to truly know if what he's doing is working. But we met this couple from New York who did the unthinkable. I see your suitcases in the back. Yes, I guess we're lucky that nothing happened. Or maybe thieves are noticing. Now, it used to be vigilantes regarded quite poorly by the press. It used to be that they would not be on this side in any possible way. But now they're talking about how people leaving their bags in the car might be a sign that at least in this neighborhood it's working. What do you think somebody, again, who doesn't want to go out there with a fake gun is going to do when they see this, when they see the news praising this, when they see what's going on in their neighborhood and in similar circumstances, if they own a business, or if they passionately care about their community, they've been there for the years, or if they have had their own car broken into half a dozen times, a dozen times, like many San Francisco residents actually have. 
They're going to flip out. We're not going to see forever people popping open their cars and leaving them open for homeless people, for drug addicts, for criminals to just look through and see that they can't find anything just to avoid them breaking the window. We're not going to have that last forever. Everything has to come to an end. And unfortunately, the end point in the city of San Francisco is going to be somebody dying over this. You've turned a crime that you classified as nonviolent, breaking into a car. You said it was no big deal into a situation that is ever increasing towards deadly force because people are going to try to defend themselves and the criminals are actually dangerous i got a news for you when they stop these shoplifters when they confront them we've covered it on this channel they attack violently sometimes they have guns sometimes they have knives people die due to the lawlessness that we have allowed to fester in this country and that san francisco politicians have embraced over the past couple of years this is not the proper way i definitely 100 percent do not endorse this type of vigilantism. You are going to face some serious consequences, whether that be serious injury or imminent death or being arrested by the police and charged with something serious. But you have to understand why we're at this point. You have to understand what has led us to this point. You have to understand that this is a response that you would expect when you take away the legitimate mechanisms for holding people accountable for basic things that, again, have been illegal in human society since at least Hammurabi's code. But hey, those are just my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you like this video, show them by leaving a like, subscribe for more content, follow me on my social medias, support me via the support links in the description of this video. This has been me talking about the insanity of San Francisco. Till next time.